You guys, can I just say how thankful I am for the Raising Boys and Girls podcast as a mom of two now? Wow, can't believe that's real life. (laughs) The voices that I'm listening to about the way I raise my kids and parent matter so, so much. Sissy Goff, David Thomas, and Melissa Trevathan are the hosts of Raising Boys and Girls, and they are all counselors who serve kids and their parents in the Nashville area. In each episode of the podcast, they share some of what they're learning in the work that they do with kids and families on a daily basis. It is so insightful and helpful for those raising or in a relationship with kids of any age. Their goal is to help parents care for the kids in their own life with a little more understanding, a little more practical help, and a whole lot of hope. Episodes are every Tuesday, and right now they're going through an Ages and Stages series, which is super interesting and helpful. I cannot recommend their podcast enough. Subscribe to their pod now or get more information at RaisingBoysAndGirls.com slash podcast. This week is such a special week to me. We have my girl, Becca. We have been best friends since the night we met, freshman year of college, and we have lived our entire adult lives together and got to stand beside each other on our wedding days. So I cannot wait for you to get to know and love my girl, Becca. Guys, (laughs) happy Coffee with Kaylee Day. Today, you're in for a treat. My bestie for the restie, Rebecca Gray, is here. Hey. (laughs) Maid of honor in my wedding. Maid of honor. I was maid of honor in your wedding. Mm -hmm. We're going on, what, 16? 16 years. Of best friendship. Yeah, 16. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, 2007 to now. I did the math. It'll be 16 years in the fall. moly. Because we met freshman year at Belmont. Yeah. Pretty quick into freshman year, I feel like. At Las Palmas. Las Palmas. I love Las Palmas. You know, it brings people together. Mexican restaurant can, <laughs> it fixes everything. I actually saw some meme something the other day. It was like, husbands, if your wife is having a hard day, take her to Mexican. Oh. <laughs> it's like she can't stay mad if there's a margarita. It's true. <laughs> Granted, we were 18, so we weren't having no, margaritas. It's but. actually true, though, because yesterday was a hard day. And I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to care less. And I don't have it in me. To care less about stuff. I can be, when I get stressed, I become really perfectionist (laughs) minded. And so I was like, I'm going to make a margarita. It's 430. I'm about to start cooking dinner. I was delightful all night to my family, (laughs) to my kids, to my husband. I was a delight. We had the best night. And I was like, you know, not saying you should need it, but it was just... You can't be mad with a margarita. You can't be mad. That's that's how it goes. You can't be mad if you got a margarita. It was great. It does. It feels like a summer party, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden you go from like, do this, do this. Can you, I told you to pick that up off the floor. Yada, yada, yada. To like, you are the best kid. And I just (laughs) love, I I love you so much. And you're just, you make me happy. I loved when you did that for your brother today. Like you just switched to vacation mode. Immediately. That is the best description of it. Vacation Becca. Vacation Vacation Becca is a hoot. She's the best. Yeah, me and my husband have alter egos for that. But but yeah, I think Russ and I are just eternally vacation versions of ourselves. That's true. That's why we love you. (laughs) We could be a little less vacay, going to be honest. We could be a little more on top of it. Margaritas and Palmas with you. I was like, you know what? I love this girl. (laughs) It was instant. It was... Instant best friends, 
And then we sat in my Chrysler mm-hmm. Sebring convertible. Whoa. That was a hand-me-down. That, again, that, Classic. Is, that is a vacay car. <laughs> and your family drove them in Wisconsin, which I still don't understand why all your Wisconsin family had convertibles. It's because they really lived up that summer. I was like, does no one in your family have four-wheel drive? <laughs> No, we did. I had a Jeep. I had a Jeep, but I don't know why I never brought my Jeep down. I don't know. I got a hand-me-down from, oh, because my brother here had another. We had had too many Chrysler Sebrings. (laughs) Far too many. We did. We sat in the Chrysler Sebring and poured our hearts out. We both had the high school sweetheart, boyfriend. At the same time. We were still dating them. At the same time. And it was like we connected over that. And then four hours later, we had connected over everything oh yep it's just like you knew it you met your soulmate you were like I met my soulmate (laughs) friend which is true because I I had great friends in high school but I didn't have that feeling like I didn't have that like I don't have to change a thing about me to be I don't know it's just like that feeling of I can be fully myself wholly myself and I had so much joy in the conversation and it wasn't even anything big it was just like I felt so seen and known and like, I loved it. I had friends in high school, but I never had, I had always prayed for friends in college. Yeah. And that's where I found my crew. Yep. Same Z's. And I, was, yeah. I still talk to some of my friends from Same, high school, but it's, it's a small handful. And Oh yeah. It's like three yeah, for me. Totally. Yeah. And I love, you were just telling me before we even got here that your husband, Brayden, who Russell and I helped set you guys up. Yeah, they not on purpose. Us. Not like it wasn't like, oh my gosh, they're going to be a great couple. But we were just happened to be in a restaurant with, her husband. They didn't happen to be there. It was two for one. And I was the waitress. So <laughs> well, yeah. It was four for ones for you. I'm saying the and combination of people. But yes, her husband, it was his birthday. And he had told no one it was his birthday. Like we were That's all new classic friends. Classic Brayden. Yes. Yeah. Russ and I find out it's his birthday during our night class. And we're like, what are we even doing here? It's your birthday. I think we just got up and left. <laughs> like, honestly, I think when I was like, it's Tuesday or Thursday, Becca's working. Mm-hmm. We're going to her restaurant. Mm-hmm. But it was when he was standing, he was sitting and you were standing right behind him. And I saw you two next to each other. And I was like, huh, this could this work. work. They're perfectly Southern. So I say that I we did suggest such a thing, but it's not like I was thinking about it. No, you didn't bring I him there to set it. us up. Right. You brought him there for his birthday and knew I could serve you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We knew that you'd give us some extra tokens. Free birthday dessert. Yes. Yeah. I forced him to get a birthday dessert. It's classic. Our friendship, honestly, because for Russ and Brayden and for you and me. <laughs> honestly. You guys are our vacation like you bring the vacation Becca and Brayden out in us. I'm so honored. Like when I think about it, I'm like, Russell was like, we're celebrating your birthday. And my <laughs> husband's like, no, I don't want anybody to know. I'm just going to go home and chill. He's like, oh, no, we're yeah. going out. We're celebrating your birthday. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do that for me. Yeah, it's true. Well, he said, so he said on our way in here, he's like, what are you guys even going to talk about? <laughs> and Becca was like, I don't know, because you're the per- she's the person I can sit and say nothing with. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, there's the soulmate friend thing that you're like, A, you're going to know if something's wrong. Yeah. If, if I'm not all right, you're the per Like, I'll just call you and I'll burst into tears just hearing your voice. And then... You just show up and we'll just sit on the couch when I'm upset. You're not like trying to fix it. Mm -mm. You just sit there. Yeah, that's what I did. I did. I was like, I don't know. I hope it goes well because we either can't shut up when we're around each other or we really don't say a lot. (laughs) Well, and now we've just entered into parent mode of. I'll parent beside you. Yeah, we've never, we don't finish a single sentence and 
This is actually delightful. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, are we actually going to finish our thoughts? Who knows? Maybe because we have so many, we might just like go from thing to thing. Because <laughs> we will haven't be, finished a conversation are, we're going to be pretty all over years. the place. And we have a lot to catch up on. So you guys are in for a treat. Yes. You're in for a real treat. So we became besties freshman year of college mm-hmm. and pretty e- inseparable, mm-hmm. really, ever since. Yeah, we would go to... Uh, Indiana you can say it you can say my ex-boyfriend went to Indiana University uh-huh. and so the majority of our first couple years of college we would road trip up there yeah and the road trips I feel like we're really bonding yeah like totally. we would be together I'm all a road weekend tripper. doing the same thing in the car four hours up four hours back I ended up dating for a minute one of his friends so then I really wanted to go with you mm-hmm. you know and then then I would go home with you for fall breaks to yep. Wisconsin. Yep. We did that two or three years ago. Yeah, something Your like dad that. would pick us up in the Sebring <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, because the flights were cheaper into Chicago, so we flew into Chicago yeah. and drove. See, drove, but the top down. Top on, down. In, in like 50 degrees. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold in Wisconsin. I remember because your dad, would he picked us up in the Sebring top down singing <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> My kind of town. I'll never forget. And we would get in the hot tub and it was freezing. And yeah. you would, we would do the, what's it called? Polar bear plunge yeah. in your lake. There yeah. was like a lake down from her house. So we'd get in the hot tub, ride the golf cart down to the lake, jump in. Yep. My dad is also a permanent vacation person. He's yeah. also on this season. I don't know who, when these are airing, but big time vacation guy, you know, like just vacation energy, even if he's not on vacation. I, I, I've never really thought of Russ like that, but that is who he is too. And I'm honored to be your, vaca- to be your <laughs> vacation friend. Well, yeah, you guys, I feel like you, my husband's a six, we're going to go Enneagram here yes, for a second. love six, it. Six with a five wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a lot of times thinking about security and thinking through all of his options and that kind of stuff. So when Russ brings out his seven wing, it's like my favorite version of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're still you and you still care about the important things and we're going to all be safe and prepared, but you're more, he's more spontaneous. You know, I think that's it. He's yep. just like down to do more Yep. Um, without the plan. Yep. And and I le- I enjoy having Brayden around because you know no one's going to die. No one's going to die. You know, yeah. someone has thought through <laughs> <laughs> that everyone's going to be safe. And if you've ever heard us tell the story of when Russ and I filmed the Yours music video. Oh, yep. Classic. And our friends <laughs> called us over and over interrupting the playback. You're looking at her mm-hmm. or you're listening to her, whichever version you're listening to this podcast. That was me, but it wasn't because I was freaking <laughs> out. I like to go on record. I love my husband. It was him. He was freaking out. He doesn't like storms. Yeah. Grew up in Mississippi, was involved in some scary tornadoes. And he's like, there's nothing you can do if a tornado's coming. Like, yeah. you know, you have nothing against Big a basement tornado. Guy, you know, He's as a you should huge be. basement guy. And at the time, we lived in an apartment. We didn't have a basement. So anytime it stormed, we would go to Russ and Kaylee's basement. One time, we literally showed up as they were on their way out to dinner. <laughs> we were like, I mean, if that doesn't give a perfect depiction of our friendship. Of our friendship, yeah. <laughs> literally. You guys were seeking we were, safety. We were seeking safety and we were leaving the house. out for a fun night. And I, lit- I was everything in me to not be like mad at him during these times and just to thank him for keeping us safe. You are you safe. Know? The, also, the level of precaution when you have kids goes up. For no sure. matter what your personality is, you're like a more careful driver. You think yes. through more safety things. So we had a child at that point. Yep. 
And we did not. But in the Yours music video, we were trying to get into their basement. And if you've seen the music video, you've seen the incredible storm behind Russell. They were trying to film it and their basement was locked. And I was calling them on repeat and they were cussing at me, I'm sure. (laughs) I was like, what does she mean? Someone must have died. Answer the phone. Why is she calling? And I was like, guys, it's it's tornadoing or whatever you say. And we're like, like, oh, we're fine. And we were fine. You were. We used to go for a while to the parking garage at Belmont. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because those structures are really sound. And we yeah. would go down like four four layers deep. And he's feeling real safe. We have the kids in the back. We got them out of bed. They're in the back. And we're up front Holy in enough. the parking garage at Belmont. And I remember looking and being like, if this is our life, you better bring me a box of wine next time. <laughs> because I am not going to sit here for hours with our kids out of their beds without something <laughs> my new my new go-to, which, hey, use a basement if there's a storm comes. Before that, that was before the, like, big Nashville tornado had come. And I think that was, like, a wake-up call for everyone around here oh, of how and scary. And the irony of we slept through be. that one. No way. Yep. Of I'm normally up being the- like, Brayton, how bad is this storm going to be? But my new life hack as a parent. So we just dove straight in classic coffee with <laughs> Gailey. Becca has three kids. Mm-hmm. Well, their ages are. They're. Ooh. How, well, how good of a friend yeah, am I? It's fine. <laughs> I, I, their I names even, are Jojo and Samuel. <laughs> Elias will be eight in October. Okay. Uh, he, so he's seven. And then Jojo's five and Samuel is two. And Samuel is just like five months younger than Remy. Yeah. But so you're right. When now I am afraid of storms. Mm-hmm. Now I take them seriously because mm-hmm. I have a child to look after. And his room is up and we live in the woods. And so with all the trees around us, it really used to freak me yeah. out. We took out the trees that could hit our house. But my new parent hack for storms, if anyone is looking for one, is if you have a safe place, obviously not like a crawl space or an unfinished basement. We have a finished basement. Being from Wisconsin, every house I bought in Nashville, which is two, <laughs> but I was a basement person. Like mm-hmm. I've always just, Same. I don't know, they feel yeah. homey to me just because, I don't know, Midwestern. Um and so what I do is I put him in a pack and play in the basement if there's imminent weather. You just put him down down there. Inclement weather is the word. Not imminent. Imminent. Imminent, imminent danger. Imminent maybe. danger and inclement weather. <laughs> Threatening weather. Um, yeah. So I just, oh, for bedtime, I put the pack and play up in the basement <laughs> in a safe place and I put him down there and then we had, uh, we brought a mattress down to the basement. And so... That way we were just already down there. You don't have to move them. Because so much of the anxiety in a storm is when do we go? Should we go? Should we go to the basement? Mm-hmm. That's such a big piece of it. And just mm-hmm. being down there. So we made a movie night and it was so love fun. It. I love it. And Remy like thought it Classic was like. Classic Russ a, and Kaylee. <laughs> turning tornadoes into, <laughs> into a vacation. family movie nights. <laughs> yes. But it was a great idea. And it was like, I'm like, this is our new normal. And then it's fun for Remy. He's not scared. Yeah. And I, and of course, fun. woke up. When the storm was coming, checking them, whatever, because he was in the safest place so that we could go in there. Right. But you didn't have to wake them up. Yeah. Unnecessarily or put them back to sleep. It's truly genius. It's genius. Thank you. It's great. Thank you. I, figured, it's, I feel like it could help fun. somebody. And it's it fun. It is. And, and it's fun. And it's fun. Do you have flashlights and stuff too? We should probably do that. Candles? Every time it happens, I'm like, how do I not have a bag packed of just all the things you need? Because you're not thinking about that. No. We but, don't We don't even have a backpack. And that, okay, that's saying something. Yeah. Because you guys are really prepared. Yeah. Seriously. You guys are very prepared. I was thinking about our friendship too. Like 
part of the reason I think you bring out the fun in me is because of our birth orders. Like, yes. Kaylee is the youngest of six, five older brothers. Youngest is the girl. I'm the oldest of five, four girls. And then my youngest yeah. is a brother. So we're our our houses are like inverted. Like our families are. Yeah, we're yin in, and yang. We're the opposite of each other, truly. The yes. oldest of girls, the youngest <laughs> yes. of boys. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you were the one who helped me in college. I'd be like, Becca, can you help me do my makeup? And Becca, you were, you did everyone's makeup. And if yeah. you're in the Nashville area looking for a makeup person, Rebecca is your girl. She's done all my award shows. You pick up a lot of skills with lots of girls. Yeah, you but know? you're very lots good at it. Lots of homecomings, lots of proms. I was like, you. she also teaches voice in the area if you're looking for a voice teacher. Okay, wow. I'm just plugging Shout all the to- things. Shout out Beck. Shout <laughs> out to Beck. But I, she had a voice lesson before this. Otherwise, I was going to be like, hey, you want to do my makeup for our podcast? Because I don't, it's like one of those things you have like a codependency with someone who has done those things mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. And yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to be around Becca, she can do my she makeup do before my makeup. I oh, yeah. have something important. There's pictures of me doing it, I feel like, on the bus when I'd come out to see a mm-hmm. show of Russell's. Or normally you wouldn't do it. But if I'm there. Yes. I'm like, Becca, please. <laughs> well, she can do it. Please, please help me. Please help me. I love doing it, though. But it is it is sweet. Like the yin and yang to it. And like, I don't know. It's made, it's made our friendship fun. Like you have always been the caretaker of our friends. Like the emotional support system. For all of our friends. Like, you were, like, when something goes wrong, you're the person that people want. The Lord has changed the lives of so many, including mine. So I want you to take a second and think about what if you didn't have access to a Bible or weren't even allowed to have one. That is sadly the reality of so many people around the world. Sharing that hope and peace with others is something that is so close to my heart. And that is why I wanted to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country on earth, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing that they're missing, a Bible in their own language. One missionary said, we found so many people reading their Bibles. Please continue to pray for us. We still need more Bibles to distribute. So friends, let's meet that need. For only $21 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $21, as a thank you, Crew will provide meals for 15 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive one of my very own Coffee with Kaylee mugs. Simply text Kaylee to 71326 to help today. Imagine just how much this gift could change someone's life. So text Kaylee to 71326. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y to 71326 to help now or visit give.crew.org slash Kaylee. Message and data rates may apply. Available to U.S. addresses only. I feel like I don't always, I didn't always like that. Yeah, but you're always been so good at it. sometimes I still am like, I don't want to be the mom of our friends. Like, I know I'm a mom, but I don't want to, you know. But now I think I'm trying. I just need to embrace it. Like on our girls trip, we had this girls trip last year and we had this whole minivan conversation. I drive a Honda Odyssey, okay? (laughs) Shout outs to the minivans. I got one when we had Samuel and we had this whole conversation about all the girls being like, they're so practical. Da, 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 they're the greatest. And then none of them will buy one. Not one person <laughs> will do it. And I'm like, okay, guys, so I'm the mom and I drive the minivan. And so you're saying for you, it's great. For you, it's great. But for me, I'm going to have 10 kids and I still won't buy a minivan. Yep. I'm going to buy just a larger SUV. Anyway, I was like, I just don't, I'm not, 
I'm not that mom. Like you always say, like, I don't know why I have that connotation in my head of like, if you're the mom, you're not the the fun one or the but like. that is not the true. one. It's not true. But anyway, I remember. You are it, so fun. I said that and then I brought hazelnut creamer. <laughs> And in my coffee. There is nothing more and mom I than hazelnut went creamer. I home that day after I was like so adamantly against being the mom, drove a minivan home, made coffee, and it was in a mug with my kids' faces <laughs> on it. And I remember yeah. sending the girls a screenshot and being like, yep, I'm the mom. <laughs> it's time. I just own this. I am such a mom. This mug brings me <laughs> so much joy. And I just am going to Hold it while I drive my minivan. But I think it is like it's time we all embrace like being a stay at home mom. And you you're not you're you're a working mom, but like being a mom is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I I've, I said in an earlier episode, I was like, well, my job is just like taking traveling and you know this kind of sporadically. And I'm like, no, my job is raising our kid. Yep, <laughs> and that is a full on job and it is exhausting Mm -hmm. and wonderful but like there can be such a connotation now of like oh you're just a stay-at-home mom or you're so lucky you can be a stay-at-home mom I wish I could be a stay-at-home mom it's like all of the energy put into that phrase it's can be so positive or so negative you you say stay-at-home mom because I was for a season Mm -hmm. or you say it to somebody or they say it to you, and there is like a weird. If we're being honest, there's yes. a weird tension yes. for a second because you don't be know like, if they see it positively how or negatively. Going to say this, and like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I just. You're right. I need to embrace it, and it, and <laughs> I I do embrace it. I feel like for the most part, I think it's all the things surrounding it. Like I remember telling Braden, I'm not going to wear charm bracelets just because I'm becoming a mom. Don't buy me one. <laughs> you know, like, no Pandora bracelets. No Pandora here. bracelets over here. Love you, mom. I know love you. you. Love I you, Pandora. You. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just like, that's not, it's still not, I'm not all of a sudden that person. So I think there's some of that connotation, but I just, that's ridiculous. The minivan's just practical and amazing. Yes. Um, But aside from that, yeah, I think it is, it's not just enough. It's like what we do with Mm -hmm. kids. You are supposed to raise them and take care of them. Like that's, if you have a child, that's your purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not like there's no question about it. Like if you are a parent, a mom or a dad, that is wrapped up now in your purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's your only thing, but that is it. Like you don't have to ask the Lord. (laughs) You (laughs) You don't have to fast and pray over this. You know, I literally was reading yesterday. I, I love baths. You know this about me. Love baths. Same these. And I got, I was uh, trying to have quiet time. I put a show on for the boys and I was like, Let's just see how long I can get away with this bath before Samuel finds me and wants to get in bath with me. In bath. I get in bath. So I got in, shut like shut the shower curtain and had my like devotion. The, the reading for the day was children are a gift from the Lord, a reward, right? Arrows yes. in your quiver. Yes. I was and just reading I was this. reading it and I just focused on the word reward. I don't know why I've, I've heard them called gifts and arrows in your quiver and you know all the things but I was like a reward that's that's delightful like that's yeah. that's on top of just a good thing it's like God lavishing you mm-hmm. you know 
And it really helped to remember that when Samuel came in like five minutes later and disturbed my back. Well, Psalm 127 saying. Yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah, he walked in and I was like, hey, my little reward. You know, (laughs) mom's bath's over. But it really did. I mean, it's just good. It's good to remind yourself of those truths and not get swept up in the culture. The culture is exhausting. Yeah. Like I can't keep up with it. I remember when I quit leading a life group for a time at our church and I had done it for four or five years and I had like, 10 to 12 women every week in my home and they were pouring their hearts out and I was too and we were studying the word and it was beautiful you know Mm -hmm. it was amazing and it was really life-giving and I had a lot of purpose in it and I remember I had two kids it got really hard things were shifting I can't and I I stopped leading and I was struggling with like well what am I doing for the Lord Mm -hmm. and as someone was praying for me as like entering this next season I I felt like I audibly heard the Lord in my ear go, your new life group. They were like, we pray for her, for her, her family, her kids, and the kids yet to come. And the Lord was like, your new life group. And it just was this like shift in the balance that I needed because I was like, yes, like that is, that is my new life group. Like this is who I'm speaking the word to now. This is who I'm studying for. This is who I'm praying for. These are the mighty men that God has. I'm going to burst into tears over here. I'm like, clearly God has me raising boys. Mm. I should be pouring my time into that. It was just this balance flip that I needed because it is when it's part of your life and you live with it, you know, you're relaxed with them. You're not on all the time. And so it doesn't feel all the time like this thing but it it's so sacred and amazing like I love it you know I love it that is no like so good even though I don't always love being the minivan mom of our <laughs> friend group I love I love being a mom like no apologies here no and it is a gift you have I think that people don't have the words to articulate just how comfort like it is a comfort you bring that like moms bring but like you're not <laughs> <laughs> we, we always try to explain it it always just sounds bad but there just is just try <laughs> come on Give there me is a comfort shot. that like only my mom has in her hug mm-hmm. which is just the truth it's true you're the only other person who has it like of anyone like obviously my husband <laughs> has his own thing you know <laughs> but like of the female compassion empathy come I will sit you can cry like a mother is you hmm. and it's not in this I know I know I know not I know. in a like well you can't do this and you shouldn't do that in a reprimanding kind of like you are the the disciplinarian spoiler. yeah or like fun. the fun spoiler yeah. no yeah. no no half my most fun <laughs> memories are with you like doesn't mean you're not fun and you know what we should reframe moms being fun because moms why are so fun are the dads <laughs> the fun ones I mean there's no contest in my home Russell will always be the more fun one, like always, mostly because I'm trying to make sure they're alive. I was going to say, if you try to compete with them, I would be nervous for your children. <laughs> Someone needs Someone to. needs to make sure they're not headed towards a cliff, you know? <laughs> but yeah, moms can be fun. I feel like the, when's the last time you went out with a group of moms? They are the most fun. That is true. They know they know <laughs> they how really to turn up. They love to let loose. They cut loose. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, I don't give a crap. Oh and God, I think that that has been one of my most favorite things about being a mom. I feel like I just care so much less. Mm-hmm. Like I care about the things that matter more, and the superfluous, like the stuff that was just frustrating on the top, the fluffy. Yeah. Who cares? I'm like, no one's got time for that. Mm -mm. And it's just gone. 
I'm like, no, I don't, I don't I, got time for that. I love it. And I, I feel like I had this realization because I would call myself a feminist. Don't worry, I'm not getting yeah. political on your <laughs> podcast. We I say would, there's no hot <laughs> topics out here unless you want to go to the mall. Um, no, I would, um, I would call myself a feminist, but I feel like part of that movement for a minute was like, be a girl boss and work and don't like, there's like a lesser quality if you choose to stay home. Does that make yeah. sense? Kind of like what you said. I no, think totally. that's part of where it came from is because women did. They had to assert themselves in that way to be seen as equal for a long time. And then I think, you know, how the pendulums swing. I think somewhere it swung too far where it was like, if you have kids, you can't stay home. Yeah. Or you. Yeah. Or you're like just at home and you're not doing your mm. duty for women who want to work. That kind of a thing. Yeah. And and then I had this realization where I was like. This is the one thing that women can do that men cannot do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I'm calling myself a feminist, bearing children should be the thing we rally around for each other more than anything yeah. because we literally are the only ones yes. that can birth a child. Yes. Like it seems like the most feminist thing to me yep. to be a mother, you know, and to carry that like and own that because yes. it's it is it's awesome. And we really need to support each other. Yeah. Do we ever. It's, I love what Hannah Seymour, your sister-in-law, yes. Tyler's wife. She, her dad, Michael Easley, he always says, everyone's under-encouraged. Mm. And I love that. I think about it all the time. I'm like, mm -hmm. especially, especially the moms, you yes. know? Because you're at home cleaning up poop for the fifth time that day. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and It's I, everywhere. <laughs> we've said this a million times, and I've apologized on behalf of our friend group because you were the first to have kids. Yeah. And, and same with Daniela. She was the first to get married. Mm -hmm. And we didn't show up. And didn't know, know what she needed as like a new wife or yeah. like, did they need space? Did they want to be invited? Did they not? We were all so young. We had no <laughs> idea. And then a couple of years later, you have kids and none of us knew just how intense that is. And if just what advice do you have for people in different seasons? Because you did so well. Like I honestly, I would have been resentful. And so like now is when mm -hmm. that's why I keep apologizing to you. I'm like, you never were resentful or like, hey, where are you guys? I'm I glad you help. saw it that way. I can tell you, I can tell you the story because I, this is actually like a huge moment in my life where I feel like something shifted for me when it came to friendships because I had, like I said earlier, always prayed for friends in college. <clears throat> when I got them, like they're still our best friends today. They are the best friends ever. Yeah. And I feel like I had these friendships that were so incredible that I almost didn't need Jesus in that area. Hmm. I was like, I need you as Lord. I need you as Savior. I need you as all these things. I need you as Father God. You know, I don't need you as friend God or friend Jesus. Hmm. I did, and it wasn't like I actively said that. I just didn't need that. So yeah. I didn't ask for that. You know, there was no void there in my life in that area. And then I had Elias. And like you said, we were the first ones to have kids. And it was like I had worked a nine to five before this and everybody else was doing music. So I always <laughs> felt like I was alone at a desk where everybody's out having lunches. And so finally I was like, OK, I'm going on maternity leave. And you were like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be there every day. We can hang out all the time. You're not at your desk job anymore. And Daniela said the same thing. Well, Cammy moves to Texas because yep. Stephen, you know went to medical school, you and Russell were touring all over God's creation. <laughs> Daniela and Chris, that's when they moved out to LA for half the year. Oh. And I was left 
with nobody. And I don't think it was because you, I mean, you didn't know any better. Nobody knew. I didn't even know what I needed. I didn't know how to ask for it. Um, but I remember feeling so lonely mm. and being like, where are my friends? Cause my family doesn't live in town and we'd FaceTime yeah. every day, but it wasn't like I, my people who we were like, I can't wait to be there. We're not there. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like the, that was when God was like, I want to be your best friend. Mm. And I wept. I was like, you're so right. I never asked you to be that in my life ever. Like, first of all, I'm sorry. I've been missing out on that side of you. Mm. And second of all, I didn't really feel lonely anymore. I was like, I had someone with me all the time. And it took the pressure off of you guys because I am a two on the Enneagram. So I love to be there for people, but I can get resentful. That's like, I feel like one of the downfalls is I'm like prideful. I'm like, well, now I deserve all your love and attention, you know? And it really freed me from that. I was like, I don't need it. I mean, I want it. I still wanted it. Yeah. But it was, and it was the sweet season with the Lord and with Elias. I wrote more songs in that season, like lullabies over him. Than I, that was the most creative season I've ever had. I've never written more songs mm. in a short amount of time. And Brayden and I learned how to parent and do the thing. And God gave us things that now I can help people with, you know, yeah. who have, it was, it was kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet being the first in a lot of ways. I'd already been the first. I knew what it was like to be the oldest child. I know what it's like to kind yeah. of, you know, be the guinea pig, go through the hard thing. But then in my personality and in God's kindness, one of the things I love the most is being there for people. And then I get to do that. Like, because I've already gone through it, then I get to be there for everybody when they go through it. And I love that. Yeah. So it actually brings me a lot of joy. And it was like a huge season in my life with friends. I feel like the reason we're still friends is probably because I released you from all the expectations I had mm-hmm. on you because I had to. Yeah. And that it took the pressure off. You know, I remember saying to you when you started this podcast, like even to further that, like releasing ex- friends from expectations, I remember calling you and being like, I know you don't need to hear this, but I need to say this for my own growth. I don't need to be on your podcast <laughs> to know that I'm your friend. Yeah. You know, like, I don't need you to feel like you have to ask me to be on it. And you were like, you're going to be on it. I was like, that's literally not the point. The whole point is the whole point is to tell receive you not- what I'm saying. If yeah. you don't ask me, it's okay. Like that doesn't, I know you love me the most. So. The most. I'm just kidding. Obviously. The most. So. Everyone else don't listen to this episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I love to tease, but no. And I mean, I know you love me. I'm yeah. convinced of your love for me. And I feel like that's a journey of God being my best friend before you. That is so good. I was just listening to another podcast um, with the Gaines, which mm-hmm. Janice is also on this season. Great podcast. Oh, those Gaines. Oh, the you Gaines. Chip and Joanna. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Janice and EJ. Janice and EJ. Love them. And um, he was telling the story of how they, she denied him, like was like, we're not going to get together, whatever. And he was like, it, you were an idol in my life. And I had to lay that down. And I was like, wow, that was true of my breakup with Russell mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And that feels true here of like you, when you didn't have the best friends and you seek it and then you get it, you are like, oh, this is it. And you can oh. cling to it. And the Lord just like dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who listen to this and are like, how do I get that kind of community and how? And I think it's what you said is so good that like, obviously God wants to give you great friends. Yeah. But also he is your friend. Yeah. He has to be the best friend. Yeah. He has. Yes. I think, too, the way I grew up was, like, I could see him easy as father. I could see him easy as as Lord creator. In the ways that I could be reverent towards him, Mm. I could easily connect with him that way. And I had a great father. So, thankfully, like, I easily saw him as a father. 
But the friend thing for me was different because friends sometimes are irreverent with each other, you know, like I was like, well, this is a different definition of friend, but it's all the good definitions of friend. It's the never leaves you is trustworthy, you know, gives good advice. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So good. Not the, you know, debauchery. (laughs) Not the college friend guy, but like the... The beautiful side of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of debauchery. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. I just, as soon as I said that, we never, we were never the big party crew. We were never like, we really weren't. I mean, like, honest to God, we didn't do, we had a good time, but we had a great time, but we didn't do the whole like frat party fraternity thing because, well, we weren't even in one. No, we really didn't have them. But I just had a flashback (laughs) to your dorm. Oh, my gosh. Best story ever. So we weren't allowed to drink on our campus or any of that kind of thing. And we were freshmen and we didn't even really drink, which is like so funny that we did this one night in college. I don't know what got into us. Oh, I know. Well, we had boyfriends that didn't live there and you and I didn't go out. Yeah, that's why we didn't go out. That's it. So we were like, let's just just the two of us. Yeah, let's have have some wine. Wine (laughs) in your dorm room. And if you don't like wine, you're like, ew, gross wine. Here's where you start. Oh, it's a blue bottle. <laughs> it's called Relax. It can be your gateway wine. It's, it's, it's a Riesling. It very is, sweet. I could never drink it again mm-hmm. now. It'd be way, way too, too sweet. sweet. But not 18-year-old Kales don't recommend underage drinking, okay? Just going on record here. But we just had like, two, like we weren't taking shots. We, weren't, we just poured Riesling in our, dr- in our dorm room. Yeah. Just, we shared a bottle. cups, yeah. But we were watching Titanic, uh-huh. and which is, you know, very relevant in this day and age at the moment. <laughs> which Oddly is also relevant. hilarious that we stayed in to watch Titanic. <laughs> I think it probably was a Friday or Saturday night in college. Yes. Yeah, so we were wild. We okay. were wild. wild. And so the Riesling had been in her little tiny fridge, and I went to go get it. And it was the part where they go down to like the third deck and they're Irish dancing. And I thought it'd be hilarious to start Irish dancing in the dorm room. <laughs> I think it may have been a little of their relax. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So I grab it. I'm doing a little jig and I drop the bottle. Yes, and on our concrete tile I was floors. like, because oh, the RAs, like we could have got written up. Oh, and I was gosh. like, this would be a disaster. They would kicked out. Glass everywhere. We could have been banned from <laughs> Belmont University. But for whatever reason, that bottle hit the concrete just right on the side that it bounced, jumped back in the air, and I caught it. I wish you could see. It was like she was doing the jig, drops it. We're all like, (gasps) everything went in slow-mo. And then the bottle pops back up as everything starts in regular speed again. And she, hey, catches it with her hand in midair. And we both just stared at each other. I I don't know if I've ever laughed so hard in my life. I was so nervous. We were in my room. I was like, if that would have shattered, the room would have smelled like alcohol for weeks. We couldn't have got it out of the rugs. I mean, it was just oh my terrifying gosh. and hilarious. It's that like, was it. That was our debauchery, guys. We snuck wine. I don't think we ever did it again after that. We were <laughs> we snuck so racing. nervous. We were so nervous. We were. We we were goody goodies, and that was part of what we bonded over. Is we were dating kind of like the bad boy. But we were goody goodies at heart, mm-hmm. and I think we bonded over being like goody goodies at heart, and then like the temptation that comes with like being in love in high school, yeah, and yeah. just like wanting to choose the right things and not be—I don't think—not lose yourself in the guy. But then we clearly were. But 
That's you know the Lord had better story for another. The time. Lord had better had better people for us. You know, they just weren't His best for us. They're His best for someone else. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm having all these flashbacks. So I'm like, where is yours at this, this I don't point know. in time? I don't know. I think he's married with kids. Yeah. Well, that's great. I know. Good for him. I know. We love to see I it. I think he works for a church because. Wow. Someone said it was like a pastor friend said, "Do you know this guy?" He called and said, "Oh yeah, do you know?" Rebecca Daw hair. I used to date her. <laughs> That's my maiden name. Yeah, I think he works for a church. If you, if you, fun fact, if you are a Kentucky local and you know the name Daw hair because of Daw hair's department store, you're talking to a live and living color Daw hair. <laughs> this is, if you don't live in Kentucky and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? It's like the Coles of, right? It was like yeah, a Coles. Yeah, like a JCPenney or a, yeah, like yeah. a Dillard. But it was in Kentucky exclusively. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah. My family is Syrian and Lebanese on my dad's side, and my grandmother was born in Lebanon, and my dad's, my grandfather was Syrian, and his parents moved here and started peddling clothes door to door. They came over on Ellis, on the boat on Ellis, to Ellis Island. So epic. And they started peddling clothes door to door, settled in eastern Kentucky, and then started opening clothing stores, and there was like 30, 30 plus clothing stores all over Kentucky when... The business closed after 101 years. But yeah. And That's so legit. It is so, it was, it was my childhood hiding in clothing racks and ringing people out. And, and she was like a celebrity, like to me, like w- not to me, to people from Kentucky. Like you'd meet that them. That shopped there. Yeah. In yeah. class, they'd be like, wait, doll hair, like doll hairs. And I'm like, Becca was like Kentucky famous. I remember it was weird <laughs> moving to Tennessee where nobody knew me. I was like, this is kind of great. You know? You're so Kentucky famous. Nobody knows one of my million cousins. Like I think I can, you could have. I think you could have been Miss Kentucky if you would have ever gone for it. I think you could. You know, I think you could have done it. Yeah, I don't think I'm not the pageant type, but I think you could have rocked it. Maybe, maybe I think I might have. I would have loved the talent. You got the smile. You know how they I, all have the same big, pretty smile. Oh, like thanks. that's you got that. That's so sweet. You I don't do think it. I ever would have loved the bathing suit portion. Does anyone? But I'm working on that. You know, yeah. I, I want to just like make as a mom, I don't I want to just like make memories and have fun with my kids and like I know. not think about it. It's so hard. But I'm like, is there anyone who truly doesn't think about it? I really don't think there is. But I would like to get there. I would, too. It's on my goals. I would, too. But we just chase. I say as I'm pregnant and just like <laughs> busting a gun over here. Honestly, being pregnant is like my favorite time to be in a swimsuit because I don't got to suck in nothing. You don't care. No. I'm like, here she is. It's so hard. Miss America. <laughs> Mrs. America. Mrs. Yes. Do they have she a is Mrs. Married. pageant? I don't know, but maybe we should put it on our goals. No, I think I'd rather die. Honestly, I think. <laughs> like, that's my least favorite part about the country world of like. The award show thing and like you the glam. I think that's why you like when I come to your makeup. It calms me. It, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. It calms you. I did your makeup for your wedding, actually. Yes. Now you've done my makeup it. for everything important in my life. Oh, I'm telling you guys, if you yeah. need a girl, she's your girl. Oh, She's your girl. I, it, does cal- it does calm you. And then because you hate it. You hate yeah. the spotlight and like all the... All the things again. We and don't sucking in, honestly. Like when I other. think about it, I'm like, "Whoof, my abs hurt just thinking about it." It just suck in for like ten hours in like six inch heels, you know. And I suppose I could work out before I do them. You know, that could help potentially. But whatever. Hey, y'all! I want to take another quick break to chat with you about one of our incredible sponsors, Modern Fertility. Here's the deal. 
We try to plan our lives meticulously, from vacations to career moves, but when it comes to fertility, it's often a wait-and-see game. Shouldn't we have the same level of insight? Modern Fertility offers an easy, affordable way to test your fertility hormones from the comfort of your own home. A simple finger prick, a prepaid label, and within six days, you've got your personalized results. These results provide crucial insights into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve. It's like a roadmap for your fertility health. And here's the best part. You can even download the results and discuss it with your doctor for next steps. Traditional fertility hormone tests can cost a pretty penny, often over $600. But with Modern Fertility, you get the same comprehensive insights for just $179. And if you head to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee, you'll get an additional $20 off. You can even get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or HSA. It's all about making fertility information accessible to all. Whether you're considering kids now or down the road, having this clinically sound information empowers you to make decisions that align with your unique journey. When Russell and I were talking about starting a family, I visited my doctor to do the expensive test and see what kind of road was ahead of us. Around the same time, I also heard about modern fertility. So wanting to cover all my bases, I did them both. And so I'm happy to report to you that the results were the exact same except Modern Fertility was a fraction of the cost. I personally tell all of my friends who are waiting to start a family to go ahead and get ahead of it and make sure that everything's okay before you wait too long. It's so simple, there's no reason not to do it. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering Coffee with Kaylee listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at the fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Kaylee. I just started working out. This yes. is my newest thing. Yes. So I tell went us because I'm inspired by it. Inspire everyone oh, else. Okay. Well, I mean, tell I'm us. just going to be real about it is I might get 15 minutes three or four times a week, but it's the first time in years that I have three or four times a week consistently gone to the gym and picked up weights and done something for 15 minutes. Like a real gym or the house? Well, our next door neighbors have like a, a gym they we've created in their sunroom. Like we've contributed stuff. They've contributed a lot of stuff. And so <laughs> I, love I have a key and they it's next door, which also helps because I don't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's really hard with this with kids in this season to go somewhere because then yeah. that adds 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and it costs money. Yeah. It costs so much money yep. to get fit. So it's free and it's next door, you know. And anything we buy for it, we own, which is nice. But I told uh, the other night at a friend's birthday party, she was like, I want you to tell me one thing you're learning. And I was like, it's as simple as I'm learning to be consistent in the gym. And I'm learning to do it because I want to feel strong, not because mm. I hate myself. Yeah. And I feel like in the past, it was always because I didn't like how I looked. And it was like to punish me or something, mm. to punish my body, to punish me because I hate, you know cellulite and post baby body is really hard and all those things but I lifted my 1960s garage door the other day with one hand like it's the kind that you like you put your you twist the handle and lift up you know what I'm talking about yes and I usually have to like twist with two hands and then get my foot under it and kick it yeah and the other day I went to the garage door and I lift I twisted and I lifted and I was like oh Shira. I am so strong. <laughs> Hear me roar. It felt so good. So now, like if I, I miss a it. few days in the gym, I still won't let myself not open it with one hand because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going backwards. <laughs> but it's just a discipline thing. Mm. It's just a lo- like, I love myself. I want to be strong. 
I want to, I want to have fun with my kids. Like you yes. said, like I, I don't want to feel insecure and I want to, I think it starts with loving myself and I'm like, I need to become healthier. Mm. I need to just be healthy. I need to be strong. Also, we're mid thirties. There's a hundred thousand miles on this, <laughs> on this car. <laughs> on this car. We got to get that high mileage oil. We got to take care of ourselves. You said a quote the other day about it, that it, it was like surrounding yourself with people. What oh, was I'm that reading part? a book right now called Atomic Habits yes. by James Clear. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. I think that's who it's by. Um, and it is rocking my world because he's basically like, you don't rise to the level of your goals you set. You fall to the level of your habits that you've created Ooh. around that goal. And I'm really good at setting goals. Like I've started Noom like four times and canceled it <laughs> after my free <laughs> subscription to lose weight, you know, because I just like I'm really great at starting things when I'm inspired. I think most of us are. And then really bad at following through. So it's the little, it's the little habits and the little things like just putting on your workout shoes or mm -hmm. just getting changed into the clothes. But I started reading that book, Atomic Habits, and it was talking about making it part of your identity. Like even saying like, I'm someone who works out every day. And yep. I was like, I started saying that, you know, about myself. Like I'm someone who works out every day. Yep. I'm someone who really loves feeling strong. I'm someone who, and making it part of who you are. And it, that book has really been good for me. It's really challenging me to just make tiny shifts or to attach them to things I'm already doing. Yeah. Like in the morning when I'm making my coffee, I will throw a load of laundry in. It's like I already make coffee and stand there and wait on it. So I could go down and throw a load of laundry in while I stand there and yes. wait on it. It's like the tiniest little shifts that you change to your language or your, your routine. And it helps make it important because it's not just going to happen. And that I think for me, so that good. was like life changing. Yes. Even in like quiet time stuff, because that's been my hardest shift for sure as a parent. Because oh, like yeah. to me, I'm like, I'm so much more active as a parent than yeah. I was not. So yes, obviously I'm not getting as much of a workout in being, you know, real pregnant, yeah. but in chasing a toddler. But I thought about, I was like, if I had a coffee date with you every morning, mm -hmm. I wouldn't miss it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do I treat quiet time like that? That it's like, well, I could just not show up today. Or mm -hmm. like, so good, you know, and getting back in the habit of my pre-kid self of there's plenty of things that I do, like make the coffee that Remy isn't a part of or like I do when he's doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't this be the same kind of thing? Yeah. And I'm like, I just need, I need the shift. It's not like God needs me to do it for him to be happy with me. No, it's none of no, that. No, we no, all no. had to break. We're, we're free from all that. We're free from it's all nice. that. But like, I need it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, this is, and that's where I was reading the quivers and the arrows just the other Maybe day. Maybe it's because it's, you're calling it quiet time. It's like, there's nothing quiet yeah, about life with a toddler. That is it. So it's like, a, we need to rebrand it. We need to rebrand <laughs> it. I think that's also the, the rebranding and like all the language surrounding the habits we want to form. If we talk about them, like they're, really hard yeah. and like, ugh, you know. I, coffee dates. Coffee yeah. date with Jesus. Yeah. Or even just like, I thought, oh, I thought about this too the other day. I was like, I will turn on a show for the boys when I can, so I can get dinner cooked. Yeah. Right. I'll, to feed our bodies. Yeah. I will turn on a show. <laughs> yes. Why will I not do, do that to feed my soul? Yeah. Isn't that just as, I would argue, not wow. more important? Like I'm turning on a 20 minute show for you so I can spend time with God. So I'm a better mom. <laughs> yeah. That's actually what I should have done instead of probably make a margarita the other night. <laughs> I should have. 
gone and spent some time with the Lord. I love both. But I mean, yes, that incorporating it into everyday stuff. I was talking to Cindy Easley. Wow, the Easleys are just making yeah, they're an just appearance all in, in my podcast house. today. All up in her podcast. I, um, I saw her the other day and I was telling her I've been loving gardening. Like mm. this is the first season I've ever had capacity to keep anything alive other than children. <laughs> and I love like growing flowers and I make coffee early and get out there watering flowers. And she said, that is the perfect. And I hadn't even told her about quiet time or anything. She just goes, that's the perfect time to commune with the Lord. You worship him while you're out there admiring his creation. And it was just like baked into the day, just like this. And I was like, yes. Yes. I said, get a JBL speaker out there, <laughs> blast some worship. She was like, no. Just you do you. AirPods also. No, she's like, just you and yeah, your voice you. and the Lord. Like, that's all you need. And I was like, yes. Yeah. You're so right. Like, just weaving it in and out of, of daily life. Like, yes, the days where you can't do that. I'm not, I'm not against putting a show on for the kids. Cause I, I tried waking up before them and they wake up earlier. It truly would be like the devil. Like he's against me in quiet time. And now your children eternally wake up at what? Sam wakes up. They at wake what? up so early, oh, like no. six, six thirty. No. It's Lord so, Jesus. I mean, and I know some people out there probably have kids wake up earlier. He was five forty-five the other day, no. but it's like, I, I, I don't know. We have, we have a group, can't do it then. a group chat. <laughs> Speaking of putting shows on to get things accomplished. Me and Becca and another friend of ours, Cammie, if you've heard her podcast, we have a side group text called yeah. the Soggy Cereal Moms. Soggy Cereal Moms. We are not the crunchy mom. And that's okay. I want to be. I really want to be. I, I don't even think I do. You know, <laughs> I appreciate that people care a lot about that sort of thing. I just don't have the time or capacity truly to like go down the rabbit holes I would need to go down. And I look at my childhood and I'm like, you know what? I didn't have car seats. I, I think I breastfed in the front seat of the car. You know what I mean? And like, I love that the first thing you throw out is you didn't have car, car seats. Oh, yeah. We definitely have car seats. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, we do. Now, I'm just saying how serious. I grew up. I look back at how I grew up and how I survived. There was yeah. Clorox everywhere. Yeah. There was nothing, like nothing was organic, you know, and I'm like, we are fine. You know, I have to go back to, I feel like moms, we naturally, I learned this on some Netflix something, talking about how our amygdala Correct me if I'm wrong, but this <laughs> I have no clue. It's like, yes, I'm just gonna the amygdala, the worry center of the brain. Mm-hmm grows when you're pregnant. Oh yeah. And when you have children and it grows each time you're pregnant and it never goes back. <laughs> and I think that piece can just be like a warp for moms of like you're worried about this or that and this and that oh, and yeah. this and that. And I just had to be I initially I was trying to be crunchy. I was trying to do, well, let's be honest. I had the epidural day one. I was not a crunchy mom. You know, praise God for yeah, epidurals. Seriously. We just, can we just round of applause Can for we just thank you, Jesus? I say, I say this all the time. I believe he reversed every curse on the cross and you can receive it through an epidural or not. That the choice is yours. And I You've have said that since before any of us. Kids. I, I've been team epidural a long time and I'm sure there are negative experiences. I'm sure there's valid Reasons to not. For me personally, f- terrific experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I sat there, I watched New Girl for like seven hours and took a nap. And then I was like, I feel some pressure. And then there and was then Remington. And you had a ten and a half pound baby. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Jesus. A giant baby. But I just, I felt like there's so much pressure to be that that I'm like, you know what? And our branding is also terrible. Soggy cereal is not <laughs> good. But I kind of love it. It's like, 
I just want to shout out to the other moms who are just getting by, you know, yeah, and you're, you're not using doing real disinfectant yeah. if you need to. And yeah. you're using you're, an Avino, Avino, you're putting on you're a show. washing your kids in Avino. Yes. Or Johnson Avino. and yeah, Johnson. I, I thought Avino was actually pretty good. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Don't ask. I mean, ask a crunchy mom, but I do Avino. I, I do Dove. I do. I do. Are <laughs> just confessing all the things we do? We use fragrance. I, use, I actually do avoid lavender. I will say this. I feel like a lot of people don't know this, especially for boys. It can be like a testosterone blocker. I have heard that. You or told, like a hormone. You told me that. Yeah. So I, okay, I suppose I get crunchy here and there. But um, other than that, I, yeah, there's fragrances and stuff. Yeah. I think it's just like, if that's what you love and you're passionate about, Cool. Then great. Do it. I think it is. It's the pressure surrounding motherhood. There's enough. There's, There's enough. enough to do all the right things. Parenting. How do you do yep. this? How do you do that? Do you discipline? Do you yeah. do you spank? Do you? Oh, there's so we could do a whole. Oh <laughs> my gosh. There's no condemnation here no. for those of you who are crunchy. There I just is wanted no condemnation, but there's also relief. Yes, I wanted to give support <laughs> yes. to those of you if who are you like, I feel bad that I don't do those things. I just want you to know, neither do I. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about as a mom? This is like love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. I've always read that in the Bible and thought about it as it relates to Jesus loving us, right? Like his love covers our sins. But as it relates to motherhood, it let me off the hook so So much in the sense of just having grace for myself because I can be a perfectionist and not have grace for myself and take a lot of pride in everything I do being the right thing. You know, I just want to do the right thing. Yeah. And then I was like, love as a mother covers a multitude of sins I do wrong to my children. Like if I love them yeah. and they know they are loved and at the end of the day, we are connected, yeah. then it's okay if they had pizza for breakfast. <laughs> it is. Because my, my two-year-old did the other day. He uh, did. You know this about me that I ate frozen pizza. Uh-huh. In my in my I've heard this story. Is that all? <laughs> no, no. Let's finish the story. Tell the whole story to everybody. So, okay. Well, they want to hear it. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. There's going to be retells on this podcast. So I'm sorry if you've heard any of these stories multiple times. But yes, when I was little, I would go to the fridge and pull out a tombstone frozen pizza, <laughs> frozen, unwrap it myself, break it. And eat it frozen. Like people are like, oh, you'd put it in the microwave. No, nope. I couldn't reach it. So ate I it ate it frozen. And apparently my brother Toby says that one time he was babysitting me and I went and reached for a Miller Lite. And it <laughs> fell. And now this episode will have to be marked as explicit because. <laughs> I'm so pumped. <laughs> in my little kid voice, apparently I went, damn it. <laughs> Then I dropped Miller the beer Light on the floor and said, "Damn it!" When he said, "I don't know what to address first. That she is eating frozen pizza, frozen. That <laughs> she grabbed a beer from the fridge, or that she is cursing." I think I was like four or five. I was little. Yeah. So, you know, guys, you, you, this you is can, really speaking to me because <laughs> you can be, you can do that with your kid. Your kid can do that, and she'll turn out, yeah, to maybe have a podcast someday and be she married to a country turn out singer. To be your best friend. <laughs> And that's the thing I have to remind myself because I think about having a fourth and I'm like, there's definitely a desire there. I've always had a desire to have four, but I was like, man, could I give each of them the attention they need? I just need to let myself off off the hook, off the hook even a little more. Be like, if my fourth child 
eats frozen pizza and curses at four and (laughs) reaches for beer, they might turn out to be somebody's best friend one day. Yes, you know they will. They will turn out to be someone's best friend that day someday. And you know, I got away with lots of things, you know, and I'm still turned out just. Well, mm-hmm. sort of fine. She turned yeah. out. She turned out okay. You're really good at asking for forgiveness. Yes, uh, always yes. say I'm the ask permission friend, and you were always the. Oh yeah, ask I was like just do it, do and, it, and ask yeah, for forgiveness. Just ask like. for forgiveness. <laughs> be like, oh, so sorry. I didn't know that would be a problem that I'm trespassing or that I'm on school property <laughs> after hours. I didn't know that'd be a problem. So sorry. You know, you got innocent. If you got an innocent face and vibe, no one gets that bad. We weren't up to no good. No, I mean, we were. I mean, sometimes. We really were pretty good. We are pretty solid. <laughs> pretty solid. Well, I'm, I am so thankful that I feel like you were the person who did my friend, friend intervention, we'll call it. Like, I feel like you were my first, one of my first, very first, like, real good girlfriends that, like, made me talk about my feelings and, like, forced me to be vulnerable and like a real friend and so I just like wish that for everybody listening that sometimes the friend that asks the hard questions the one who like gets in is like worth fighting for you know and sometimes you might have to break someone's walls <laughs> down the one, the one you don't want to be around because they make you ask you all the hard questions no not that but like you <clears throat> you made me talk about my feet like I remember you, my mo going like forever ago was if I got frustrated or upset I would just withdraw. Mm-hmm. And then my friendships would like fizzle out and I would kind of float from friend group to friend group. And I'll never forget being in my apartment. You just showed up and you're like, you have been distant. You have been weird. What is wrong? And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And I, you, growing up with all sisters, my mom would put us in a room together yeah. and be like, hey, if you can't get along, you have to sit in this room and figure it out and don't come out till you're hugging and you've kissed each other on the cheek and you've yeah. made up. So I confront things head on yes and that's so good for me it is so good for me I'm glad you see it that way I, I do really, yeah. I didn't at the time is what I'm saying if you yeah. are either one of these roles like if you're the one who needs to open up open up and be vulnerable because it's worth it and if you're the one trying to get in <laughs> be patient with the one who has a hard time expressing their feelings yeah. and you're you're the one like you'll be like how are you and I will have to pause and be yeah. like how Am I? I haven't <laughs> asked myself that we went in a while. We hung out sometime like a few months ago and I asked you that. And <laughs> later you texted me like crying. You were like, I'm just so thankful you asked me, how are you? And I was yeah. like, oh, God, love her. <laughs> she didn't know how she was. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I know. It's true, though. It's worth it. It's worth it. If you have like if, if it's this level of friendship and yeah. you feel someone being quiet for some reason or if you're worried you've offended them or I'm going to say it if you're offended yeah share it like don't keep things under the rug yeah bring it to the light that is the only way people ask all the time how have you all stayed friends for 16 years and stayed like this close as friends and I think it's because we've shared our offenses through Mm -hmm. the years like we've shared when things are hard or apologized when we were bratty about stuff yeah or allowed each other room to grow I mean there have definitely been seasons in and out where we've gone through transitions yeah you know yeah but we've made it look at us I know you know here with all these kids and really doing it you know ride or die life 
for life. Now our kids are friends. It's just it's a too dream. cute. It's too cute. <sighs> I love it. I feel like that's what one of the pictures has to be when we share this episode. That picture that we have Samuel of Samuel and Remy. And Remy. <laughs> if you guys ever saw the picture of Remy being a gigantic baby next to a teeny tiny that baby, that was my teeny. That was Becca's. <laughs> we'll have to share that with. The sharing of the episode because yeah, it's pretty it's iconic. Too good. It's pretty iconic. They've really leveled out. There's yes, a picture of them the other day at the pool, which is a lot more yes, indicative so of their ages and sizes. Now. But wow, wow! It was like Buddy the Elf and his little toy for, I a, know. Little, for a minute. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> well, thank you for being oh, here. I'm I love honored. you so much. I love you too, so much. Next week we have my sister-in-law Hannah. From the minute we met, I knew she would be the perfect wife for my brother Tyler, and selfishly, I wanted her as my sister. So I cannot wait for y'all to love her and look up to her like I do. Talk to y'all next week.